You are listening to the Balkan Bread Podcast. This is a podcast created to connect diaspora worldwide by sharing each other's stories. What is up, you guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Balkan Bread podcast. My name's Amina, and thank you guys for being here. Oh my goodness, I am so relieved that it's 2021, and I know we're only a few days into the year, but I'm already feeling so much more excited and energized and It almost felt like I was stuck in this rut for the past like three months um, of last year. So very excited to go into this year and I'm starting to realize now as I'm talking, there's probably an echo because I cleared out a ton of stuff from my office, which you guys know if you've been watching our YouTube videos and taking a look at the Instagram stories that I have been cleaning out my dad's old office and using that just for recording podcasts, doing work, that kind of stuff. So yesterday, me and my mom were feeling, I guess, very ambitious because I certainly did not expect to move a ton of the stuff out of here. So just to give you an idea, I built a new desk all by myself. It was amazing. And so that was in the office. And then we also had my dad's old desk and two bookcases just full of a bunch of his stuff and some other like just memorabilia, things like that. So we had to go through literally everything. And I was just thinking we would maybe clear out the bookcases, but we ended up moving the bookcases, moving the desk out of here. And yeah, it's, definitely I don't know how to explain it I think when you're dealing with grief a lot of people don't really talk about you know what to do with their stuff I've noticed that's not really something that people talk about (laughs) and I was watching a documentary on Netflix which if you guys have not watched the minimalist new documentary they had I think they made one before like few years ago and this one is updated version and basically one of the guys was talking about how after his mom was diagnosed with cancer and basically she was you know on the last um, couple months of her life he had to go through her apartment and basically decide what they wanted to keep and what they wanted to get rid of that kind of thing and so he realized how much stuff, first of all, his mom was holding on to. And second of all, you know, he kind of had to come to terms with what do I really want to keep and what do I really want to get rid of because there's so much stuff. And I think right after my dad passed away, that was the thing. We didn't really want to touch any of his stuff. We just kind of wanted to let everything stay the way that it was. And it's totally fine. There's no right or wrong way to do it. But in terms of holding on to a ton of stuff, there is a different way that you can look at it. So there are certain things that are obviously going to hold more sentimental value than others, things that you're going to want to hold on to no matter what, and that's completely fine. 
we had a ton of photographs and just little things from when my dad used to play soccer. So we kept that stuff. But for instance, he had a ton of books from when he went back to school and was learning about software development and web design and all this stuff. And they're pretty old. There's no purpose for them. I'm probably not going to use them. Um, and I know my mom and my brother aren't going to use them. I don't know anyone who could use these books because they are pretty outdated right now. So that type of stuff we got rid of because number one, it wasn't serving a purpose. And number two, it's, I think if you're holding on to that, it's kind of like you, you don't want to get rid of it because it's something that reminds you of that person. But at the end of the day, you can't just be like, okay, just because I have all of this stuff um, and I want to get rid of it and it was their stuff, that doesn't mean that you're getting rid of them or you know, trying to forget about what happened or anything like that. It has nothing to do with that. I think there isn't a lot of value in these material things. Like if you take away, you know, the fact that they belong to this person, you know, there really isn't a whole lot um, of, you know, anything to them really. And so basically getting rid of it is fine because ultimately what you have are those memories with that person and you have a box of those things that are the most sentimental to you. So just went off on a complete tangent, but anyway, that's what I spent the first weekend of 2021 doing and it feels really nice because now I get to basically take over and paint this room and decorate it. It's going to be so exciting. I will definitely take you guys along on that journey, probably via Instagram and YouTube. Um, I just think it would be so cool to make a YouTube video documenting parts of the process. So I haven't done too much. That was like the first major thing. Um, I got some clips of me cleaning it and stuff. So Anyway, that will all be in a video, and yeah, speaking of YouTube, I was watching so many videos, I think on New Year's or New Year's Day, because that's when everyone was posting them, but um, these one second a day videos on YouTube, so basically every single day for an entire year, they filmed a clip and they put it in this video, so that was really cool. It's something super awesome to look back on for yourself if anything it's nostalgic and you get to really see the year as it naturally progressed I did something similar on Instagram I just made a quick little um, 30 second reel just with some moments from this year and I think making this longer length video can really you know give you something to look back on and it's really important to look back on everything that you've done because that way you have some kind of foundation for this next year. How can I do better? How can I be better given everything that I've already learned? So that's essentially what this year or what this episode is going to touch on. So basically, I wanted to talk a little bit more about everything that we dealt with in 2020 with COVID um, and how that kind of affected us, how that affected me personally in terms of just my self-development and my personal growth because I think it's super important and yeah there is just so much to talk about here I'm not even sure where to start I guess I'll start off by saying that 
in relation to mental health, we have recorded a few episodes in the past, and I think we even did one last year. It was more about self-care, but in that we obviously talked about mental health. And the other two were solo episodes that I recorded. So I touched on things like PTSD, transgenerational trauma, and just how do we deal with the stigma in our communities? Because it does vary from person to person, family to family, that kind of thing. But if you look at our entire like Balkan communities as a whole, mental health isn't really something that is talked about very often. And that's why I like to start conversations about it. You'll see me do it a lot on Instagram and then obviously with these podcast episodes. So if those are of interest to you, I definitely recommend going and listening to them. They are a little bit older. They're still totally relevant. And if you're new here, I am just an entrepreneur. I'm just a normal person. I'm not a therapist. I don't have any sort of professional background in this, so to speak. Um, I did deal with a lot of grief in my life these past two years and that's something I continue to talk about on this platform because as soon as I first shared what happened to me I realized how many people were going through you know either that same not that every loss is the same but they had also lost their dad or something like that um so many people were dealing with it and I just felt so good that I was able to be some kind of help to someone that was going through that. So anyway, that's kind of our background in terms of mental health, what we've talked about, um, things like that. So like I said, in order to move forward, it's always good to look back and reflect on the year, see everything that's happened. And, you know, I've been doing this for almost three years now. Um, I've had this business since March of 2018, and we're sitting here. It's January 4th, 2021. And after doing this for still a short period of time, but long enough to where you can really start to see progress and things like that, I would say that this year was really the year where we experienced the most growth. And at first, I didn't know if it was because everyone was sitting at home in quarantine and They didn't have anything better to do than online shop. You know, I wanted to blame it on that in the beginning. And while I'm sure that had something to do with it, I mean, come on, how could it not? There were a lot of other things that I implemented and things that I did. I tried so many new things in terms of just looking at it, you know, from a business standpoint. I think you have to try. And when you when you first start out, you know, it's okay to try something different. It's okay to pivot and you know, change your logo five times if you have to, like that kind of thing. Um, For me, it was more so how can I really make an impactful connection with someone and how can I help them and how can they help me essentially? So for me, this meant collaborating with a lot of other Balkan-owned businesses, which was my favorite thing ever. We even made this Instagram TV video and basically... I asked a bunch of female Balkan business owners to send me a clip promoting their business and we put them all together. So that was really cool. I started this group on a whim. I was just kind of one day sitting like, oh my God, there's so many of us that are trying to do these really cool things. And I think that's amazing. But at the same time, it's like, 
how are we going to be able to really grow and really scale our businesses if we're not helping each other and promoting each other's products, services, brands, you know, I think it's so important. And I know some people don't really, aren't too concerned with that, I guess, because maybe you've gotten to a point in your business where you're like, let's say you're super successful and you don't really have to rely, I guess, on collaborations in order to make um, a certain amount of revenue or a certain amount of profit kind of thing. But for me, I've always seen the benefit in helping someone else out. And as soon as you put that out into the universe, then that always finds its way back to you. Um, seriously, like anything that I've done, whether it's helping someone or just connecting with them on Instagram, you know, it always comes back to me. Either they end up making a purchase or they pass my information along to someone else who can help me with something. I mean, there's just so many different ways that that's kind of materialized and I'm very grateful for that but none of that would it would have happened had I not put myself out there and connected with all these amazing people so definitely the collaborations I think contributed a lot to that growth um making connections as I mentioned and then I added quite a few new products which one of my goals this year is really to make a better system for tracking all of this because I don't think people understand when you have, you know, hundreds of cities and then you have at least 10 different kinds of products that you're making for that city and each product has, you know, like five different variants. It is so much to keep up with. I have a spreadsheet now that I've been going through, but I think I need to just do a complete audit of everything because yeah, it's just a lot to keep up with. But regardless, we did add quite a few new things to the store. I tested out a lot of different products just to kind of see what would be the best thing. And one of the successful products that we launched this year were our glass mugs. So we have our regular coffee mugs, which are still available. They're not going anywhere. But I wanted to do something a little bit different because I kept seeing you know, companies and they would do these little like gifting boxes and they would have these glass mugs in them and they weren't even like a mug company or anything. It was just like a thank you gift. I think I was seeing on Pinterest. I don't know. And just one day I was thinking like, it'd be so cool to have it like a glass mug. And it's something that is a little bit more premium looking. It's something that you can easily gift to. And I just thought it was the coolest thing. So we added those. I love them. They are amazing, especially now making all this coffee at home with my Nespresso machine. Freaking love them. I really want to make a setup in this office with a coffee cart and all the mugs because I'm crazy about coffee. <laughs> anyway, so we added that, added like tote bags, um, little pouches, just now we added beanies. So there's so much going on all the time. But one thing that I've learned about e-commerce over these past couple of years is that if you have an amazing product, if you have a great product range, you write these clever descriptions, you have good photography, you know, aside from the regular marketing that you would do on social media, just having those key components is really so important in SEO and your product will sell itself in a way. Um, I know some people will argue with that, obviously, but 
honestly, having that is so, so, so important. If you make a beautiful website, if you make it easy to use, easy for people to find products, then there's really, I mean, you're going to do fine. (laughs) I don't know how else to say it. Um, Those are some very basic things, but you know, when you're shopping on an e-commerce website, I always like to put myself in, let's say my customer shoes. This helps me out quite a lot with things is, you know, if they don't have good photos or or their website is confusing me or something, I'm a a lot less likely to purchase something because first I'm thinking, okay, is this even legitimate? Is this even, especially if it's somebody that I don't know personally, obviously if it's someone who you know, then it's a little bit different. But if this is just a random brand that I have stumbled upon and I'm looking at their website, you know, anyone can build a Shopify website. I mean, point blank. But in order to really stand out and really have people backing your brand, you have to create this experience and you have to create these products that are going to resonate the most with them. So anyway, that is kind of like business talk. (laughs) I'm trying to make this more about like, self-development and things like that. But um, let's see. Okay. The next thing that I wanted to highlight um, that's really important is in terms of contributing to our growth, I think sharing a lot of vulnerable moments on social media definitely helps as well. And this is something I have done from the very beginning and I didn't even realize I was doing it when I first started talking about these different topics that nobody really wanted to discuss. And I was just kind of like, why is someone talking about this? It has a relation to our brand. You know, it's not like I'm just going on and on and talking about the clothes all the time because I don't know, it's just not the type of person that I am. Um, I want to make sure that you guys get a high quality product. Don't get me wrong, but at the same time, I want to connect with you. I want to get to know you. And for me, that is so much more rewarding than, you know, just selling a bunch of products. Like I would rather make that personal one-on-one connection with you. So anyway, I definitely shared a lot of my life on social media this year. I know some people, are kind of iffy about social media. It's, it's something that kept coming up. I think it was when the Social Dilemma documentary came out on Netflix. That was another, I feel like, phase of quarantine um, because everyone was talking about it. And, you know, oh my gosh, did you watch it? Like, this makes me so scared. Like, we already kind of knew that everything that we say, everything that we're doing is constantly being watched and tracked. But this documentary, like, really showed everything and talked about it. They brought in people who had worked at, you know, like Facebook and all of these other places. So kind of got people really scared about social media. And I think if you are doing that as your job and you have these accounts, you kind of have to keep that in the back of your mind. Like obviously don't share something that you're not comfortable with putting out there on the internet. And for people who I've talked to who aren't really active on social media, or maybe they just use it for their close family and friends, which is totally fine. Um, You know, not everyone has to be a quote unquote influencer. I think everyone is an influencer in some way, shape or form, but that is another discussion. So anyway, people who let's say they aren't really into social media and um, they would always ask like, you know, it's, it's great what you're doing, but why do you feel like you have to be so honest 
or not even honest, but when you feel like you have to share so much and share these experiences that could be rather, you know, kept private kind of thing. And for me, it's always been the fact that I can help someone by sharing something personal to me. That means so much to me because I know I have watched so many people online. I've listened to people on Instagram and I've watched these different videos and different stories and heard about things people have gone through. And that's helped me so much as a person. Of course, you have to go through things yourself. You have to learn along the way. But I think definitely just hearing their stories and how you know, eventually it helped me with mine was really powerful. And that's really the reason why I do it. I, you know, obviously I could keep things private if I wanted to, um, which you can keep certain things private, of course. But, you know, in terms of number one, just the kind of person that I am, I think that is just what I will continue to do with this brand because it's working and, for me, it's much more rewarding than going on and just talking about a shirt. So I believe that a lot of this growth had to do with me choosing to pursue a Balkan bread full-time instead of working in a job where I was unhappy during a lot of this time working from home. And even when I wasn't working from home, just commuting and going to the office, not having a lot of time to focus on my brand, which not that there's a rush to do it. At the end of the day, I always knew that I wanted to do this full time. I knew that that job was just a job. And unfortunately, it was not something that I wanted to do long term. So I think that's okay. And I think it's okay to realize those things. Um, You might be so excited about taking an opportunity, doing something different. And as soon as you get into it, or maybe you're, you know, a year into it and you are just like, oh my gosh, this is not what I thought it was going to be. And sometimes that can be a good thing. Like, oh, I didn't realize it would, you know, be this great. And I would learn so much kind of thing, but sometimes it can be a bad thing and you can kind of find yourself you know, thinking, oh my gosh, do I really want to do this? I really don't want to do this. Let me go do something else. And I think that's okay. You're not disappointing someone by leaving a situation that isn't serving you. I think it is a very courageous and brave thing to do. I was so scared when I left that job. I don't know why. Um, I was just like, oh my gosh, I haven't even really I don't know. I just don't think I'm, it was kind of out of the blue. Oh, I think it's okay to remove yourself from those situations that aren't serving you and to go on to things that are going to serve you and are going to make you happy because honestly, nothing is worth it in this life. If you aren't happy, 100%, you know, tomorrow is not guaranteed. It is not promised. And if you're unhappy right now and you have the power to do something about that, which a lot of the times you do have the power to make a change, then make that change. It is so important. And that's something that 2020 definitely taught me is don't be afraid, be courageous. Usually if you're about to do something really, really scary, you're about to do something that is actually a really brave and good thing to do. So 
definitely do not regret what I did. I think it was for the best and it gave me so much more time to focus on what I really enjoy doing. So anyway, that is my whole spiel on what I learned. But like I said, last year, I did not expect to quit my job. I'll tell you that I had no clue I was going to do that, but it just got to a point where I had to do it. And even when you quit something, that does not mean you are a quitter. You got to look at it differently. You got to look at it and say, hey, I tried something that I probably wouldn't have normally done. I gave it all. I gave all my effort. I put my best foot forward and it just didn't work out. And I respect myself enough to leave that situation and put myself in a better one. So everyone's circumstances are going to be different. I completely understand, but just kind of looking at it from that viewpoint, I think is really important going into this year because it's really not the end of the world. if Something like that doesn't work out. I don't know about you guys, but when I was younger, I would freak out over things and think that my life was over because of literally things that could have happened to anyone, just like things that didn't even matter. I remember I was taking a college algebra class and I think I was making A's on everything. And then we took a quiz. I don't know what happened. Maybe I forgot there was a quiz or just something wasn't clear to me. I have no idea. And I ended up failing the quiz. And I thought because that happened that I was like letting everyone down. I was a failure. (laughs) Like it's so freaking silly when you look back on these things and you're like, oh my God, what was I worried about? So just try to have that outlook on everything going into this year. I think it's really important. So in terms of how coronavirus has affected just our mental health this year, obviously it's been a lot more challenging to take care of our mental health because that's been put kind of in the spotlight and, you know, you're constantly seeing these social media posts and people are saying, you know, what are you doing to really take care of yourself? And it's being put at the forefront. And I think in a way, this can kind of be a good thing because while it might be challenging, you know, it's great because now you're realizing how much you've been neglecting yourself and how much you need to take care of your body and take care of your well-being because that directly affects the work that you put out into the world. It really does. And it's really important that you kind of take a step back and just take care of yourself. It's totally okay. So I asked you guys a couple of questions on Instagram just about the pandemic and how it's specifically affected you because I was very curious. So the first one, obviously, have you found it more challenging to take care of your mental health this year, which 79% of you voted most definitely and only 21% voted not really. So that obviously is not that much of a surprise. Then I asked you guys about traveling because I had posted a lot about this when it first kind of became a big big controversy, I guess, um, back in like April and May. And it's, you know, getting time for like summer vacations and stuff like that. And so there were all these different restrictions and things and things change obviously all the time, but it was really interesting just to kind of hear your guys' experiences. So um, I asked, have you traveled this year during the pandemics? So this type of travel could be with either an airplane or a car 
or a train or a boat or I don't know what other types of transport, but <laughs> any of those. And 63% of you, so over half of you that voted said that you did travel this year and 37% said that you did not travel. So I think that one does add up just because a lot of people were taking road trips this year. I feel like this year was the year of road trips and there were definitely ways that you could be safe on the road um, depending on where you were going. I did go to Missouri with my mom in October to visit family and yeah I'm trying to think the only other time that I traveled was it the only okay there were two other times actually scratch that we traveled to the beach we drove to Hilton Head which is only like five hours away and then I did fly I flew one time um while everything was happening I did fly twice this past year before that like in February um and then after that I did go to a wedding in September so that was the those were the only times that I went somewhere okay and then as for traveling internationally only 16% of you said you traveled internationally this year which does make sense. Um, I do know of people that went back to Bosnia or back to the Balkans this summer um, or winter, I should say. And I think it depends on your situation. You're definitely taking a risk if you are going on the airplane, going somewhere else. Um, Definitely take precaution, you know, get tested. You know, don't take these things so lightly. I think it's really important um, to realize. And yeah what is the next thing okay the next question was do you find yourself still taking social distancing very seriously or do you feel comfortable hanging out with family and friends so over half of you about 63 percent voted that you take social distancing very seriously and then 37 percent voted i can hang with anyone so that is good i think um that you guys are taking it seriously because Honestly, during this pandemic, I think I've hung out with maybe like the same like three people. (laughs) Like I haven't really done anything in a big group, I would say. And then the big question that I asked was, has anyone in your immediate family been directly affected by COVID? I was really interested because, you know, COVID is one of those things where I feel like if it doesn't happen to you or someone in your family, then you don't really take things that seriously, I feel like. Um, You don't really know what it's like, essentially, as with any other experience in your life. So the votes were about 50-50. They were split. So kind of goes to show that a lot of people were affected by this. Um, I do know some people who, unfortunately, had to deal with loss this year and it was because of covid so it just kind of depends i think um in the question i just said directly affected by covid so as in they either had it at one point they don't have it anymore or they still have it um obviously you can't get all of the data from an instagram poll but um yeah i thought that was interesting and then I also asked about those who are healthcare workers, and a lot of you said that you still hadn't received the vaccine. I think only 19% had actually received the vaccine, and this one is kind of, I will give the benefit of the doubt just because 
obviously I know we have a lot of healthcare workers um, that follow our brand and maybe not all of them voted in the poll. So this number could potentially be higher, but um, I thought that was interesting about the vaccine. And I also asked how they were all feeling because when this first started happening with the pandemic, I saw so many different posts from healthcare workers talking about their experiences and not sugarcoating a single thing. They were really just painting the picture of, hey, I just started working in this unit and this is what I experienced. And this was, you know, one of the hardest things. And that's why with a lot of these workers, there's a higher likelihood that they could develop some form of PTSD or at least have symptoms. It depends, I will say. Obviously, if you have watched people pass away because of this, um, because of COVID or just whatever it might be, then it's going to be worse versus someone who hasn't had to deal with that directly. But pretty much from the responses, a lot of people said they were exhausted, completely understand, um, exhausted, tired, frustrated, um, understaffed, and underappreciated from management. Um, yeah, not appreciative and recognized. Some of you said you were feeling hopeful. Um, you just got the vaccine, it looks like. Other people said that you were anxious because you live with family members who are compromised um yeah that's kind of essentially what you guys said so i just want to say thank you for everything that you do it does not go unnoticed and i know that it's very difficult but i'm hoping that as the year progresses things will get better so the other question i had for you guys was have you experienced or felt that family members ptsd has been heightened during this time and an overwhelming majority of you said yes. So 73% that voted in the poll said that they have experienced or felt that their family member's PTSD was heightened during this time. So it makes sense because if you look up anything about PTSD, even if the experience that you're dealing with right now isn't the same as the trauma that you went through, there could be components of it that are very similar. Um, for instance, with what we're going through right now, it's being concerned about going out in public and thinking that you are going to get the virus and just being more anxious about that. Um, I guess a way you could relate that to the war is people were um, obviously very anxious to leave their houses. And this is on a completely different scale. Um, it's kind of hard to compare this to the war. I wouldn't compare it. I'm just trying to draw similarities from it. So, you know, people were very scared to leave their houses because there was a possibility that they would not return. So obviously that is on a completely different scale, but I'm just, like I said, trying to draw similarities. So when these kinds of things happen, that can immediately trigger PTSD. And yeah, it is not a very good thing. It's not something that you want to experience um, at all, but it, it is definitely something that does happen when these things happen. Um, and also I'm curious if you guys have dealt with this or just your families in general, how do you guys feel about the pandemic? Are you still very cautious or are you just like, I'm still staying at home, 
I don't want to go anywhere type of people because it really depends. I don't think there's any right or wrong way to really deal with this just because you obviously want to take precaution as much as possible, but everyone's situation is totally different. Some people are more high risk than others. So it is very possible that certain things that happen in this pandemic can bring up those different triggers. It also happened um, like in March when the stores started to run out of everything. A lot of people were saying that their families were stocking up on everything, not because, you know, crazy Americans have to buy all the toilet paper and stuff, but like we had experienced food shortages and we knew what it was like to be hungry and we didn't want that to happen. So we were stocking up our fridges and our pantries and it might look really silly to some people, but you know, that is directly correlated to what our families had to go through. So certain things like that, um, it's, it's, it's a tricky thing to talk about and I'm not sure I have the best answer with dealing with it. And I think it really all comes down to what that person has gone through and everyone's experience with the virus is going to be totally different. Um, the same as everyone's experience with the war is completely different. So I don't know. I'm interested. You guys are going to have to DM me and share your opinions on this because I am still very cautious. I've noticed that people whose parents are older and they're still living with them, they are still very cautious in making sure that they don't bring anything back home. And I think that's still a really good thing. I mean, I'm still constantly disinfecting everything. I have wipes in my car. I have Lysol. I have everything that you could possibly imagine. I wipe literally everything down. It might be a little excessive, but it is what it is. And I think everyone just has to find that thing that makes them feel a little bit more assured and have a peace of mind with this entire experience because, yeah, it's just very unpredictable. Um, and I'm not really sure what else to say because I feel like we have gone through so much and we've learned a lot from it. And I just want to encourage everyone that's listening to still practice social distancing and please be safe. Um, please get tested if you plan on going anywhere, even if it's for an emergency or something, get tested, um, just things like that. So Gosh, I'm trying to think. Okay, I'm going to wrap up this episode. We're going to go back to just talking about the year and something to keep in mind. This was actually a quote that someone sent me on Instagram and I was reading it and I was like, yes, that pretty much sums up this year. I don't know about you guys, but I feel like last year, regardless of what was happening in the world, you know, everyone was still going about living their lives and a lot of you voted that you had accomplished major milestones this year. So everyone's milestones can be different. I was kind of taking the stance of milestones that are um, very praised by society, let's say. So things like graduating school, getting engaged, getting married, buying a house, like stuff like that. Obviously, there are other milestones that you could have accomplished that aren't necessarily like a tangible thing. It's just something that you've done with your self-improvement and development journey. So anyway, in relation to that, um, you know, 
every time I would log on to something, someone was engaged or, you know, just something would happen. And I think it's awesome. And I think it's amazing that, you know, we can still have these very happy moments in a time where, you know, there's so much uncertainty. I hate that word now, but I couldn't think of anything else to say, Um, you know, in a time where it's, kind of negative and everyone's just kind of down. I feel like in general, it's really hard sometimes to find these silver linings in our lives, um, especially during this time. So anyway, um, you know, it's really easy to just stay on social media and look at what other people are doing. And I have really tried. And honestly, I think I did a pretty damn good job the last couple months of this year. Every time I wake up, I try not to check my phone because just know um, I turn off the alarm. I might check the weather and that's literally it. I try to read in the morning. I just don't like to be on Instagram right away because I think then you're ultimately just getting caught up in what everyone else is doing and you're not really prioritizing yourself and your life and what you have going on for that day. I don't know. That's just me, but Apparently, it is not good for you anyway. Um, I did read a bunch of scientific studies that, you know, they say you shouldn't be on your phone first thing in the morning and you shouldn't look at it um, for, I think, an hour, two hours before you go to bed, something like that. So anyway, um, but yes, this quote, going back to it, just when you're scrolling and you see everything else that everyone's doing and you might feel like you got really behind this year and you're like, oh, what the heck? I didn't do anything, you know? You're just, you're just like kind of like, eh. I mean, I did stuff, but it wasn't wasn't anything, you know, completely Instagram worthy, so to speak. And I did an entire post on Instagram and basically I was like, listen, if the most you did this year was survive, that in itself is an amazing thing. And it really is. I still stand by that statement. This quote kind of takes it a step further. And the quote says, don't feel guilty for not being where you thought you'd be at this point in your life. Stuff happens. Things don't always go as planned. Take one day at a time. And yeah, I think so many of us put so much pressure on ourselves to be at a certain point, be at a certain you know, milestone and things never go to plan according to plan in life. So how can you put that pressure on yourself? Like, how can you expect that from yourself? That is so, so, so unrealistic. And there are a lot of things that are considered milestones that you don't really have that much control over because things happen and things are going to work out the way that they are supposed to, as cliche as that sounds, but it's very true and you have to be patient with yourself. So, oh my goodness, that was a lot. Um, I hope this episode was a good way for you to kick off the new year. Um, I hope that it helped you get a better understanding of what I've been working on this past year and also just how this entire pandemic has been affecting all of us and just some things that we can do going into 2021. I almost said 2020. Oh my God. Going into 2021 to, you know, have a good year. I think number one, don't have too many expectations. Um, Always don't get your hopes up that high because see what happens. Um, No, but really, I'm not expecting a whole lot out of this year. I'm trying to just kind of lay low, so to speak, and just keep working, keep progressing, keep 
growing. I think that's the main thing for me right now. So yeah, I hope this was helpful. If you guys are listening on Apple Podcasts, it would be amazing. Like I would really appreciate it if you left us a review. Super easy. Takes literally not even a minute out of your day. Even if you just need to hit the five stars, that's awesome. If you want to take a moment to write a little message, that would be amazing. Really helps with growing this podcast. And if you are interested in being featured on an upcoming episode, I'm always looking for new guests. So really this podcast is very broad in the sense that we're not just talking about making clothes. (laughs) We talk about a lot of other things. So if you are a Vulcan professional, you work in an interesting field, you are doing a cool project, just anything like that, definitely send us an email. It's hello at balkanbread.com with the subject line podcast and we can talk a little bit more about having you on the show. So thank you guys so much for listening and I will see you next week for a new episode. Bye guys.